أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome back to our series Living the Quran through the Living Quran in which we have been reviewing chapter number 36 Surah Yasin the heart of the Quran and today in our discussion we want to look at two verses verse number 66 and verse number 67 now, as you recall from our previous discussions, we've been going over this scene on the Day of Judgment and well beyond. The fact that our body parts would have been testifying either for or against us in the court of justice of God. That the groups of humanity would be differentiated, would be separated into the guilty sinners and the righteous believers. We looked at the verses in which some of the pleasures of paradise were spoken about, the comfort, the ease, the tranquility that would await the believers, those who submitted to God. We looked at some of those verses, and at the same time, we also looked at some of the passages, um, or some of the understandings, some of the descriptions that God has given, which are contained in Surah Yasin, of the fire of hell, and the punishments which would be awaiting those individuals who are destined for hell, you know, in general. Today in our discussion, God will point us to another reality of His power, of His grandeur, of His majesty, of the fact that, um, you know, everything is within His control, but at the same time, He gives us limited freedom, freedom, free will to do as we wish. Before we go into the further deliberation and the better understanding, let us have a listen to verse number 66 and verse number 67 of Surah Yasin, we listen to the Arabic and the English translation, and then we'll come back and have a brief understanding of the meaning of these two verses. Allah says the following in the Noble Quran. وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ لَمَسَخْنَاهُمْ عَلَى مَكَانَتِهِمْ فَمَا اسْتَطَاعُوا مُضِيًّا وَلَا يَرْجِعُونَ If we had so willed, we could certainly have deprived these disbelievers of their eyesight, so that they would have gone ahead on their path unseeing. But how should they find the path now in the state of their blindness? If we had so willed, we could have surely destroyed them where they were, so that they would not be able to move forward, nor turn back. Sheikh Mohsen Karate poses the following thought, the following question, the following uh, something to think about and, and reflect upon as we read these two verses. He says that if we consider the, these two verses to be a continuation on the two preceding verses that we just looked at uh, in our previous session about the punishments which would be meted out to the disbelievers after the day of resurrection and the accountability has uh, concluded. He says that this would indicate the importance of the unbelievers in seeking a way to get to paradise and that the astonishment and their wandering in the plains on the day of resurrection, that they would be looking around for where to get to Jannah, to get to paradise. However, he says that most of the commentators of the Quran consider that these two verses are to be regarded in regards to the worldly punishment of the disbelievers and that they consider these two verses to be a form of a warning of their loss of spiritual vision 
and not being able to find their way while in this transient world. And thus, if they cannot find their way in this transient world, God explains in these two verses and obviously in, mother, in other verses of the Qur'an that this is not God's doing. That this is the fact that these individuals have decided that they, they themselves want to remain lost in a state of bewilderment, in a state of utter wandering about blindly, aimlessly in the life of this transient world. Not concerned with the life of the, uh, of the world to come, not concerned with spiritual affairs of the heart. And so God tells us that, you know, they, that this is their own doing, that this is something that they themselves have brought upon themselves in this world, remaining blind. And that obviously in the world to come, as we had previously noted, that their outcome will be that of humiliation and degradation. As for some of our takeaway points that we can derive from these two verses of Surah Yasin, one of the first things that we should appreciate and try to realize within our day-to-day -day life is that we must realize that prevention is always better than cure. Before the descent of divine punishment comes, we must ensure that we give up any shows of obstinacy, of pride, of arrogance, especially against God. It's important to uh, keep away from the sins now rather than having to pay a price later on. Prevention, as we said, is better than cure. A second point to keep in mind is that no one will be able to bear the wrath of God when it arrives. It is not a trivial thing. It is not something that you can just brush off as, a, as an event. No, the punishment of God is something severe. It's something which we always need to keep in mind and be, be aware of and beware of as well. And last but not least, the third point, and we conclude with this, is that the tradition of God, the, what we call the Sunnatullah, is such that He allows humanity, He allows you and I, to be free to do as we wish. And so through the, powering of our, through the power of our sight, through the power of hearing, that we may come to the realities of what true faith is all about. And that we're not compelled to become believers on the tradition of God, on the path, on the faith that God has revealed to us. We are not brought also to the faith through uh, wrath and compulsion. We're not, you know, scared into submission or we should never be scared into submission. It should always be based on intellectual understanding. Uh, and we understand this from this passage of the Quran and many other verses that God never coerces us to believe either through temptation or through warnings. As we conclude, we ask God to give us the ability to continue to read and understand and reflect on Surah Yasin and all of the other chapters of the Noble Quran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.